0: Sit down and buckle up. It's time for the Pirate Monk Podcast.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Pirate Monk Podcast. Hey, uh, I'm I'm Nate Larkin. Uh, Joining you this week, as always, with your friend and mine, Aaron Porter. And we got a great guest lined up. This is going to be this is going to be a good show. I just I just know it in my bones. It's going to be a good good show.
2: In your bones, I yeah,
1: like yeah. Uh-huh. Dia de-, de los
2: Muertos action.
1: <laughs>
2: Wait, I don't know if that's that that's not right. Uh, so
1: how are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, mixing it up a little bit this week. I I know that you have visited the UK guys on their uh, Ramblers Rest. No, I totally didn't. Don't say that. Why do you think that? Okay. Did All somebody right. say that? I thought you had. I. Yeah, oh I, my gosh! I wanted to. I, I I, put I in stepped c- in. I stepped in on their meeting yesterday. yesterday. I wasn't uh, able to stay for the whole meeting. I was I was uh, uh, pressed for time, but I really enjoyed oh, hanging I love a little those bit guys. With the, yeah, yeah. So and. Good. Uh, And we've, uh, by the way, we've rented a second house in Oxford so that we've got more room for guys uh, that first weekend when we're in England. All right. So we're we're talking about the the
2: June England action. Uh, Yes, I I have gone there. If you were talking past, I totally have gone there in the past to them. Yeah. Uh, I thought you meant yesterday, and I put it on my calendar, and I just had other stuff going on. So in June, we're going to be back in England. And yeah. the weekend before the long walk, if people want to do a short time, what what, what are they called? The what the C.S. Lewis uh, the, the, and Tolkien and oh
1: yeah yeah, there'll be an Inklings tour, Inklings
2: sure, of tour, Oxford. Yeah. yeah. So that's happening the weekend before. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do a short thing, you're in England. Some are close. Uh, do you know what? What are the dates?
1: Uh, June 8th through the 15th, something like that. Yeah. So we got the walk. If you're in America, you can get over there. If
2: you are somewhere in Europe, shorter, come on, you Swedish friends, you German (laughs) friends. It's close. All of you Europeans make fun of Americans for not traveling enough. Well, we mock you for not coming (laughs) to the June Samson walk.
1: Yeah, I but have not been able to put up the registration page yet. We're waiting on final uh, confirmation on some of our accommodations on the walk. So I haven't been able – registration is not officially open yet, but it will be hopefully within the next week. Also, I got to tell you, I was stacking it up yeah. yesterday. Not only did I, did I hang with uh, some of the uh, uh, pirate monks from the U.K., I also, part of my new new routine is I've got a seven pillars group, a pure desires group. I've, uh, you know, I've only been in recovery now for 25 years, decided, and I've always said that it's good to take a cocktail approach to recovery. And I have, I've ventured out with, with uh, intensives and with therapy and I've read books here and there. And had margaritas. And yeah, that's right. some <laughs> Moscow mules. Oh, no, that's not what uh, you mean. But when I went out uh, this last year and spoke at the Summit for Pure Desire in Portland, uh, where they're headquartered, I got the opportunity to spend some time with those people. I was so impressed with them and with what I saw of their material that I thought, well, gosh, why don't why don't I do a seven pillars group and just see how it goes? And so we've started one. We're in week three. I, uh, Much to my surprise, uh, I know the, that uh, Ted Roberts, the founder of uh, Pure Desire, was a military guy, a jet fighter pilot. He uses a lot of combat language. He has illustrations that are kind of foreign to me. And I thought, you know, I'm not going to relate to this material. But much to my surprise, I found that I have found it. Just really helpful. And I'm so impressed uh, with, and they're now in the fifth revision of their material. Uh, There are appendixes and and, uh, supplements now with current uh, scientific information. This really is scientifically sound, biblically solid. And what I'm mostly liking is just, uh, it's a different structure to my fellowship time with other men. I'm really enjoying it. Having a great time. So you're making me
2: make my own transition. It's yeah. uh, I'm immediately feeling like, okay, I've, I've talked to pure desire guys Mm -hmm. that felt like, Oh, that doesn't fit for me. Mm -hmm. Then they come to Samson. I've talked to other Samson guys who are like, that doesn't fit for me. They go to pure desire They go to something else like there are a bunch of groups. Yeah. And, and sometimes like pure desire, like you said, this was structured from a military man. It's very Mm -hmm. structured. Yeah. Um, and and I immediately think of, uh, I, I had the, the great opportunity to be trained by some people in martial arts that were connected with Bruce Lee. And I love that his approach and a famous saying he had was absorb what is useful, reject what is useless and add what is essentially your own. Like that was Hmm. his, that was his philosophy for fighting. And this is very much, I, I relate, and this might be personal. I relate a lot of this work, this journey to fighting. How am I going to fight this? And if you feel like, oh, I have to attach myself to someone, some group, they'll tell me everything I need to know. Maybe yes, maybe no. Mm -hmm. You need to absorb what is useful and like, wow, that was beautiful. Oh, well, I'm not digging that. So I reject what is useless. Mm -hmm. In other words, if I go to a boxing person and I'm like the short, stocky wrestler guy and they're Mm -hmm. like, here's how you should fight. And they try to make me a boxer and don't let me be a wrestler when I could take a dude down in a second and pummel Mm -hmm. him on the ground. That's the wrong person for me. Absorb what they have, but don't, Hey, that's not me. Right, yeah, and in the religious community, it's like, well, who am I trying to be loyal to?, mm-hmm. and what do we say to that within the Samson society with guys who are like, Well, I want to be loyal to this, but I'm learning from that, and what you're seeming to say is the same thing that Bruce Lee said, Oh dear Taoist, that he was, mm-hmm. uh. You seem to be saying the same thing. There's something for me to absorb from something else and find how to fight this for me.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I'm becoming more and more aware of how many other groups and ministries there are right now that uh, carry essentially the same. You know, we're different. We we have different strengths. Uh, but we carry the same basic DNA. We're called to the same work, and we certainly can support and encourage one another. And ref- you know, so, uh, so, so do it. Go find yeah. out more stuff. Hey, one of those one of those really good organizations is Husband Material. They run groups. They got great material. And uh, the founder of Husband Material is with us on the show today. Is he? Well, that's convenient. I kid you not. There might be stuff for us to learn. (laughs) Well, let's find out. Stay with us, listeners. We'll be back in a moment on the Pirate Monk podcast. You know, listening to podcasts like this one is certainly helpful to your recovery. And so are the many books that we recommend. But recovery is not something that any of us can do by independent study. None of us can recover alone. We heal in relationship. So it's crucially important for you to find a recovery community, a Samson Society group, or a Pure Desire group, or a Celebrate Recovery, or other 12-step programs somewhere where you can bring your real self and say the real truth. And there's another resource that you can draw on, one that's been extremely helpful to me over the years. In those times when my recovery has plateaued or when I've gotten stuck or I've started to lose ground, I've found that there's nothing like time with a highly skilled, well-trained therapist or recovery coach to get me moving again. Now, sometimes that's taken the form of a weekly counseling appointment At other times, it's meant attending a week-long or a weekend-intensive. If you're ready to take a dramatic step forward in your recovery, let me suggest LifeWorks Christian Counseling. Uh, These are good folks. The Hunters and their staff get addiction. They understand trauma, and their approach is both biblically and scientifically sound. They work with individuals and couples They're based in Madison, Mississippi, but they can work with you anywhere remotely through Zoom. And at various times throughout the year, they also run weekend intensives for Samson guys. To learn more, go to lifeworks.ms, that's lifeworks.ms, or give them a call at 601-790-0583. Welcome back to the Pirate Monk Podcast. Hey, we have with us this week on the show one of our favorite people, favorite uh, okay. people. Yeah, uh, well, wow. We love Drew and we right. love what he does. Drew Boas with us, the man behind Husband Material. How you doing, Drew? I'm feeling good.
0: Yeah? Let's do this. Okay.
1: Why are you feeling
2: good? <laughs> I want to hear why. Why are you feeling good tonight on a Tuesday, which I thought it was Wednesday for most of today, but it's Tuesday.
0: Why? If you really want to know why, it's because my YouTube channel just got terminated and I was really, really sad about that. And all day long, people have been sending incredibly supportive messages. So I feel carried by my community and i feel so strengthened by that why why
2: wow. i mean you said terminated that's a powerful yeah. word <laughs> why did you get terminated
0: what happened it's a long story i think it's a mistake you know as we're in this work of helping men heal and get free from sexual addiction talking about porn talking about explicit topics sometimes oh, it yeah. gets misunderstood and sometimes right, right. the alarm bells go off on these platforms and Um, Hopefully, everything will be sorted out soon. Yeah. So, if you want to watch my videos, don't go on YouTube right now. (laughs) Go to my podcast instead. But that's, I mean, that's, yeah.
1: Well, there's no sexual content on YouTube. You know that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, mean, I'm totally confused. I don't know about (laughs) the world you're talking about. But I do know, whoa, you're trying to bring healing and somehow that
0: just hit some algorithm that was like, cut it off? and. Well, my best guess is that it came from a viewer who was watching one of my videos and said, what if I don't want to quit porn? What if I've been trying for eight years and nothing has worked and I've just accepted this is my fate, I'm a porn user, and I'm pretty sure he reported my channel. So it's sad. Okay. Wow. So what does that feel like for you? I'll tell you, if you asked me that question, how do I feel yesterday? I would have said numb, frozen, mm-hmm. overwhelmed, disconnected, and really discouraged. Mm-hmm. And I still feel those things. At the same time, right now, I also feel something else too. And yeah. What, yeah. yeah. What, Processing
2: this. Yeah. What's the yeah. something else? You feel something else, which is...
1: Yeah.
0: I feel affirmed. I feel appreciated. I mean, we've had dozens of replies coming in and and people saying, this ministry has changed my life, please restore the channel, and and just talking about all the hope and healing they found, all the understanding they found for their story, all the ways they've learned to love and accept themselves. I mean, these are the things that Samson Society is about too, right?
2: Yeah,
1: sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I mean that's uh, there are so many layers to this because you you have been on here before we've talked about the the story behind it but we are now in a world that if how do i say this delicately i mean we might get deep when do you
1: say anything delicately we, we might no,
2: i'm not going to fucking say anything delicately <laughs> i'm i'm trying to be nice
1: <laughs> uh, okay
2: all right <laughs> Well, there's a very complex thing happening right now, which is if somebody feels something like you just described, it's how do we affirm them while still affirming somebody else is putting out something that can also be affirmed? You have to like pick a side. There's so much pick a side kind of stuff that I don't but, think it needs to be blow somebody else up. Not. The person that you thought, okay, this person might have been hurt, which we could say, oh my gosh, what's going on with you? Let's talk about it. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not, I don't care what you're going through, but you don't have to wreck somebody else to have your feelings. And that's so complex these days, where I it was never complex in the eighties. It was not
1: complex in the eighties. <laughs> no, I you know what? I think it's it's this new uh you know safetyism movement which says uh, essentially that words are violent words are violence so if i say something that make that triggers somebody (laughs) they feel unpleasant emotions yeah Uh, they feel unpleasant emotions that is a violent act and they need to be protected and in order for them to be protected i need to be shut down Uh, it's sad that that thinking has gained so much traction, uh, but it certainly has.
2: But Drew, can you define what is a trigger? Because Nate just said like, Hey, someone gets triggered. You have to shut someone Mm -hmm. down. Will you talk to us right now about how do we define what
0: is a trigger? A trigger is any event or experience that creates an automatic reaction. Mm-hmm. So, if I flip on the light switch in my house, that triggers the lights to turn on. In the same way, we all have emotional and sexual triggers mm-hmm. that create automatic reactions in our body. That could mm-hmm. be sexual arousal. It could be the impulse to run away. It could be a freeze reaction, fight, right. flight, freeze, flop. It, it could be, right? hey, I... I see someone who turns me on or I experience a rejection that just totally devastates me and I become numb or frozen. And Mm -hmm. in those moments, we are most susceptible to sexual temptation and porn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I mean, we're going to talk about this a lot today. I want to get practical. Mm -hmm.
2: So, let's start with, like, I walk in the room and all the women and men are like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I want that, right? Wait, so wait, are I they want- saying that about you, or are you saying yes, that about yeah, no, them? Don't, no, don't, <laughs> don't stop it. It's about me. So okay. they want me, okay? My presence, right. and this goes back to. I, I think it's important to the 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 deplatforming, you know. I mean, obviously nobody thinks it's actually happening about me, but we're going with this hypothetical oh, okay. scenario. All right, okay. All I, right, yeah. Good. Oh, now it's hypothetical. You're okay with it? Okay. Fine. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> so <laughs> I I walk in the room. People feel that because I walked in the room. This is very mm-hmm. affirming to me in my own fantasy at this moment. Okay. Uh And and so some people be like, well, then you need to remove yourself because that, based on what you said, Aaron walked in the... Sorry, I'm going to milk this for all it's worth. Aaron walked in the room and Uh, I'm I'm having a reaction to him, Mm -hmm. right? So remove Aaron. Mm -hmm. That's kind of tied into what you're talking about in this culture that says, oh, man, people have a reaction to... Somebody talking about a topic. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm I'm mm-hmm. reacting. I can't help mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. What how do we have a more nuanced conversation about this? How do we address yeah. what I'm feeling without mm-hmm. having to point that at other people but still deal yeah. with myself? Like mm-hmm. walk us through that a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, the first step is just to accept that you're having a reaction and that's yes. normal. That's okay. It's not a sin to feel sexual attraction. It's not a sin to feel emotional pain and to not be okay. Mm-hmm. So we could just first just take a deep breath. Yeah. And validate, hey, here's what I'm experiencing right now. Hey, and just hey, notice Drew, it. Would
2: would you mind for my sake to say it's okay that you're having an emotional reaction to Aaron walking in the room. Cause I just
0: want to hear that. I I just, that would be awesome. Aaron, it's okay. Whenever somebody has, that other people have an emotional reaction to you walking into a room, positive or negative. So I can be positive or negative. You killed it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Come
2: on. All right. Keep going. So it's, it's Okay. Our reactions, yeah. our triggers, mm-hmm. don't say mm-hmm. something about
1: what is wrong with us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this on this topic, I was reading uh, Andrew Bauman this week, his book, The Psychology of Porn. And he talks about uh, uh, blessing the addiction, <laughs> blessing the desire. Uh, I think that, especially in my early recovery, I saw any kind of arousal, any sexual... Uh, 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 desire that that showed up unbidden as lust and therefore bad, right? Uh, and confirmation that I am a fully depraved, uh, a, a bad person. You're a I pervert. spent a lot of time. You're a pervert I spent,
2: if you feel
1: it. Well, What's uh, yep. that word? That word, pervert, is so shaming to us, right? Yeah, yeah, sure, right. When uh, Andrew makes the point that uh, my appreciation of beauty, a desire for beauty, and a desire for connection is actually part of uh, my being made in the image of God. Amen. Right? So uh, now, certainly, uh, I carry both glory and depravity. (laughs) And there is an evil one who would like me to take that desire in a way that is uh, uh, self-serving destructive the way i'm going to consume uh, you know it, it, it's going to take me to lust rather than love but if i can appreciate the desire and stay present with the desire and not categorize myself as a bad person because i'm a sexual person yeah right yeah, uh, if i go to shame if i go to shame i've already lost the battle because i'm hiding right
0: So what are you you hearing with that? I hear the difference between a military mindset Mm -hmm. battling what I feel versus a mindset of curiosity and compassion befriending what I feel. Mm -hmm. And I know you guys have done some episodes on internal family systems and really understanding the childhood trauma that's often underneath our addiction. So Mm -hmm. when I get triggered and my reaction is disproportionate, Mm -hmm. it's safe to assume that I'm not just reacting to the situation at hand. There is a story behind it. Every trigger tells a story. Mm -hmm. And in those disproportionate reactions, when I don't just feel arousal, but I feel like it's irresistible that's mm-hmm. telling me something. I need to listen to that and befriend the little boy within me. Okay, yeah. so tell
2: tell me more about disproportionate reactions, because yeah. that's a huge idea. How do I discern that? I'm in this moment. Nate's talking about something that I can say, hey, there's nothing wrong with the fact that I'm noticing, I'm attracted, I'm having reactions. What makes it disproportionate?
0: Well, when a woman is really beautiful or a man is really handsome and you notice their body or you notice the way they carry themselves and it's really attractive to you, that is a normal human experience. And God designed us to feel those things. Mm -hmm. And what we do with them Mm -hmm. matters. What we do with those feelings matters. So, if that feeling is not just like, oh, man, Aaron has a really nice beard. (laughs) Or <laughs> you know, Yes, you're redeeming if, yourself. It's working. <laughs> so if I say, yeah, Aaron has a really nice beard. Great. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one thing. If I say, oh, Aaron has a really nice beard, and then I can't stop thinking about it. And then mm-hmm. it just keeps growing like a snowball throughout the day. And, and I feel a sense of dread in my stomach, um, knowing that this type of thing could lead me into acting out sexually Okay, now now that's more than just attraction. Mm-hmm. That that is an energy that is often bigger than just Aaron's beard. You know, maybe it goes mm-hmm, back mm-hmm. to right something from my childhood, from <laughs> my dad, or from the men with beards. You know, there's yeah, endless yeah, yeah, explanations.
2: Yeah. So I'm I'm Hearing both Nate what you said and Drew what you're saying and there, so the word lust mm-hmm. in in the Greek is epithumio I think, if I remember it right, which is epi, over, thumos, burning. It is, here is something that burns, that can be healthy, here's the fire that warms me, but an epithumio, something that overburns, mm-hmm. which I think is so great because lust gets put in this weird category of just, again, perversion, a shameful word, sex. It's not. It's something mm-hmm. that overburns. I can, I'm my dad and I talked about this years ago. He loved Corvettes and he's like, maybe I like them too much. Maybe I think about it too much. Okay. That's the, uh, it, here's a thing that's totally fine to like. No problem right. with liking, but yeah, yeah. then the lust is the overburning.
0: Well, perhaps it. It, it can be. It, it's really a choice. Lust is intentional. Lust is not just having a thought. It's choosing to dwell on that thought for an hour and allow it to become a right. full-blown fantasy.
2: Mm-hmm. So, so that's where it, it goes from, this was fine, yeah. now it's kill yeah, well you
0: might you might describe lust as feeding the fire that i know is not mine mm. <laughs> you know it's it's okay to feel the fire um, we all feel the fire of sexual desire we all feel the fire of emotional pain but like okay if i am intentionally choosing to turn it into a massive fire uh, now yeah yeah, yeah. I've, so, I've so, yeah
2: so so what do we do in those moments? where we don't try to do, you know, spiritual bypass, mm-hmm. but we want to we want to go through it and not yes. try to figure out a way around it. What's the difference yes. between going through a trigger and going around it?
0: Well, if you go if you try to go around a trigger, usually it's fight, flight, or freeze. Mm-hmm. It's just reinforcing those reactions in my body. So, maybe I'll try to fight the trigger with some Bible verses. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll run away from it by uh, trying to take a cold shower or removing myself from the situation, Mm -hmm. which can be helpful in the moment, or just ignoring Mm -hmm. it, right? Pretending like I don't feel these things. Now, instead of battling these feelings, befriending these feelings looks like asking myself the simple question, when have I felt this way before? Mm Mm-hmm. So if I'm feeling really lonely, well when have I felt lonely before? Like when I came home from school and mom and dad weren't home. Maybe that's why when I come home to an empty house, my first thought is to go use porn. Or in the case of a really strong sexual fantasy or a pleasure trigger, you might ask yourself the question, when have I felt the opposite? So when I see Aaron's beard and it makes me feel excited, Okay, well, Mm -hmm. when have I felt the opposite of that? When have I felt bored? Oh, I felt bored when I was sitting in church watching my dad preach, and I always thought he had a really nice beard, but I I really never felt close to my dad. Oh, wow. Now we're getting to the source. So, before we move around the
2: trigger to ask the why, Mm -hmm. but when we feel a trigger, that feels like pretty uh, urgent, is the word yeah. I would think, right? That the urges are urgent. <laughs> yeah, the urges are urgent. Yeah. And and I totally get what you're saying. How do we get to the point that we can get past the urgent to get to the uh, Sherlock Holmes point of like, pause, urgent feeling, pause. <laughs> yeah. Tell yeah. me about it, what's it, going it, it,
1: on beneath the surface. Can I chime in on this? Please. You, I know we're interviewing Drew, but I have a thought. Oh, um, yeah. No, 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 no. Just an insight from the uh, from our friends in NA, the narcotics guys, uh, the drug addicts. They have this term called surfing the urge. Yes. Yeah. The idea is that a trigger, an urge, has a a, a lifespan. Only it, it it's like the life of a fruit fly. You don't have mm-hmm. that. It, it is intense, but it isn't intense all day long, unless yeah. you feed it. Right. Yeah. Um. If you will just ride it like riding a wave, just stay on top of it, it will peter out. You just
0: ride it until right. it's gone. It will surf the it earth. It will rise and then yep. it will crest. And yep. we we usually don't let it get beyond that because we think I can't handle. We panic. This.
1: Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right.
0: Bale. But if if right, but if you stay with it through techniques like breathing, mindfulness, <laughs> curiosity, and <laughs> compassion, calling a friend, uh, yeah. Using your body, going outside for a walk, and just stay with it. Yep. Even even for ten or fifteen minutes, it will begin to fall. We yep. can't stop the waves, but we can learn to surf. Right. Yep. 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 And let's isn't, remember isn't that. Isn't that crazy? That that's literally how
2: I learned about orgasms. Like, and I don't mean this sarcastically. Back in. I don't know sex ed classes. It was the exact crescendo that you described, mm-hmm. and I feel like there's something profound that part of the healing of not giving in to triggers is the exact way you just <laughs> described yeah. mm-hmm. how how an orgasm is like. Here's the build and the crescendo, and then the, right. it's the mm-hmm. same thing, yeah. which I think is powerful. When, how many times at Samson groups or retreats has someone said an orgasm is not, oh, what's, what's the phrase? It's not, uh, it's not necessary. It was something else. Yeah. Nate, you know.
1: I, I don't know. I'm coming you, up blank. Oh okay. my
2: gosh. You've said this so many times.
0: Well, it's but not it, a need.
2: It's, yeah, not, it's, 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 not, it's not a not need. A need. And, oh and yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. So that feels like in that moment, there has to be some release. I'm triggered. I need to follow this path. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That path has the same bell curve that you Mm -hmm. just described, Mm -hmm. where you're like, wait, instead of taking the orgasm bell curve, take this other bell curve where you ride that. I don't know why those two things just felt profound to me. And I think the difference between the
1: two... I think the difference between the, the two curves is uh, if if I uh, give into using porn, let's say for example, after the orgasm, what I now I've got shame, regret, self disgust, all that kind of stuff. However, mm-hmm. if I will just ride it through, it's an affirmation of my own strength. Uh, nice. right. It's a, it's a, it's a satisfying life affirming experience to ride the wave until it's gone.
0: As you go through sitting with the distress, the yeah. discomfort yeah. and the pain of that tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you no. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cause the height of the urge surfing bell curve is extreme discomfort. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And, yeah, and well, two, I guess I guess that's the difference, right? I'm right. picking which way when the trigger happens, I'm picking which wave I'm going to surf. Yeah, at the, so at the bottom yeah. of one, I've got the shame. I've got the emotional stuff. At the top of the other, I've got the discomfort, but at the bottom mm-hmm. I feel like okay. This was mm-hmm. okay. I'm mm-hmm. I'm okay. Like Yeah. It's so the emotions are different with both ways. Yeah. yeah and
0: Sorry. the chemicals are different. Right? Yeah. Talk about that. Do it. Go on. Well, during sexually acting out, there's a dopamine spike from all the supernormal stimulation of porn. Right. However, in the other process of our brain going through the, the pain, the distress, Sitting with these seemingly irresistible feelings that feel like they're just going to get bigger and bigger. Mm. If if I can be with myself compassionately, with curiosity, with connection, Mm -hmm. then on the other side of that is a very healthy lower level of dopamine that's longer lasting because it's sustainable.
2: And what happens the longer I experience the lower level Longer-lasting dopamine.
0: Well, what happens is you start to unlearn the old way. So there are mm-hmm. really two things that need to happen. We need to unlearn the old pathways in our brain, which are really like six-lane superhighways when you're really in the thick of addiction. And, and as, you, as they grow out of disuse, they become more overgrown, they get potholes, and, and it's actually harder to travel those pathways. And as you embrace recovery, community, connection, learning about yourself— and finding healthy outlets for your needs, then that that new pathway which started out like a, a trail full of thorns and mm-hmm. logs and boulders starts to become smoother and bigger. And and the hard part is unlearning the old way.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. that phrase you said, the seemingly irresistible. Say say that again, because that's the best way to say it.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the well, seemingly irresistible, what, what it was it? Seemingly irresistible images, videos, feelings, urges.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that power that porn has over us is not random and yeah. it can lose its power over time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: You know?
1: Well, uh, we're going to be talking more about this uh, topic uh, at the upcoming summit. You guys have got a summit planned,
0: don't you? Yeah. It's the Porn Free Man 2024 online conference for Christian men. It's completely free. And Nate Larkin is one of our speakers. What? Really? woo Gosh!
1: I can hardly wait to hear what
0: I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> really excited for your session on dealing realistically with relapse. Uh-huh. And we also have some other awesome experts coming in. I will tell be, us who they are. Let's talk yeah. about it. We have Chris Bruno from Restory Counseling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be going into the story behind your specific porn. Mm-hmm. We've got Dr. Carol Sheets, author of Help Her Heal. We'll be oh, nice. talking about empathy and relating to our partners, and we're going to do some role-playing and some practice of okay, what to do when you're in that situation, when you're triggered and she's triggered, mm-hmm. and we also have Dr. Peter Malinowski, who is a Christian clinical psychologist and an IFS expert, Oh, nice! who, who will be helping us work with the parts of us that want porn. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm going to be coming on there with some of my certified husband material coaches demonstrating the difference between outgrowing porn and purity culture. So oh, nice. showing practically nice. what is it yeah. like what you know when you're yeah. in the moment those two d- approaches are very different. One is based on fear and shame, one is based on love and kindness. But yeah. we need imagination for, you know, what does that really look like? So so, so when is this happening? This and this is
2: all virtual, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's Fine. come on online. Yep. So
0: it when will is be it? January 5th and 6th, Friday and Saturday. It will be all virtual on Zoom. It will be live. This is not pre-recorded. This is not like 20 plus speakers, just 5 of us. It's kind of like a virtual retreat to start your year porn free. If you want to be porn free in 2024, go to the We'd love you to join us. That's so, fantastic. So
2: we're going to we're going to bring you back to this in a minute cuz we're not in a rush. Uh, No, no. I want to know, Nate's talking about relapse types of moments. So when it comes to triggers, you're saying, all right, we're trying to create this new pathway over here that's slower but longer lasting in my brain. Mm -hmm. And so there's a feeling with relapse that, oh, I just in one moment of doing the wrong thing obliterated all the weeds and potholes I put in that road now that's screwed wife and bother mm-hmm. like tell me about relapse and triggers and yeah. and how to avoid being utterly discouraged
0: absolutely don't picture your recovery journey as rock climbing you know and you slip and you fall and you go back down to the bottom. Picture the road to recovery as a very long stretch of road. And when you drift off to the side and you hit the rumble strips and you're triggered, that's just a gentle invitation to come back to the center. Come back to your road. Come back to your purpose. And when you swerve off of that road into the swamp, God doesn't want us to wallow in the swamp. He beckons us to come home. Come back to the road from where we left off. We don't go all the way back to the beginning. It doesn't undo all of our progress. It doesn't invalidate what God has done in our lives. Rather, we get to come back to the place where we left off and keep going. Because we have grown and we have healed. And there's more to go. Okay, that made me feel emotional, Nate. This goes back Mm -hmm. to our chip
2: discussion. Where I see value to the chips in like the 12 step system. Mm -hmm. And yet when you screw up, you do go back to day one. Like there's a render
1: your chip. Yeah. Pick up.
2: Yeah. There's a built in understanding and a 12 step mindset that you just did slide back to the bottom of the hill and doesn't acknowledge. No, you were on like day 700. You're back on day one. And that hurts my heart. Tell me something, because I'm getting uppity in my soul. Nate, how do you deal
1: with relapse? Oh, how do I deal with relapse? A, a relapse is uh, a message, mm-hmm. right? It's a message that I have, uh, I've missed an important piece of information. I have not paid attention to what's going on. I've forgotten something key, uh, and uh, I am freaking human. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) I, I actually think that if not relapse, I think, I think relapse is pretty much, there are a few unicorns out there. There was a guy who used to send me uh, a text every year on the, uh, anniversary of our first walk with him. You know, I, he and I took a walk and that was his first day of sobriety. And so a year later we walked to, you know, this date last year and I'm a year sober today and I got annual texts from that guy and I haven't gotten them in a while. So I don't know. It is possible to, uh, you know, I, I almost but- think I, 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 I was talking to a friend yesterday <laughs> who, uh, he's been sober from alcohol for like 15 or 20 years, but he only carries a nine year chip because he's afraid that if he gets a double digit chip <laughs> the pride of having the double digit uh, chip will be enough yeah. uh, to send him back and he okay. talks about re- he talks about recovery as deflation at depth which i thought was just a beautiful phrase
2: this goes mm. back to to learning to be right sized which has yeah. meant so much to me so so talk a little bit more because i i don't want to poo poo the, the chips, the 12 steps. I love yeah. martial arts that have belts. Like, that's awesome. get You want to get from your white to your yellow to your, you know, get up to a black belt. Mm-hmm. There's something in us that responds to that. But there's a reason we don't do that without having to condemn the other. And part mm-hmm. of it comes back to what Drew was saying, the slide all the way back to the bottom that can be so discouraging Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so we've talked about that many times. Tell us a little bit more. Like again, we are not. Yeah. If if you're rocking the chips and that is helping you be encouraged right now,
0: mm-hmm. we we chips. are
2: carry the chips. Carry it. Right. Stick it. Stick it in your thong. Stick it in where <laughs> wherever you want st- to. I'm triggered now. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So, anyways, talk. But talk a little bit about how. That's beneficial, can be beneficial, but don't let it make you think you've slid to the bottom of the hill and you have to start at step one.
0: Yeah. Turn it into a celebration, appreciation, gratitude. That is so good for our brains. Yeah. As Nate was saying, shame will lead us right back into the old cycles of self-contempt. Here's a little phrase I like. When you relapse, it's feedback, not failure. There you go. There you go. Now, yes, there is a failure involved, but it's not helpful to say that to ourselves over and over again. Right. If I treat it as feedback, then I'm asking, okay, what can I learn from this? And also, it's an invitation to be loved. To be loved Mm -hmm. apart from success, apart from performance. Yeah. Just as I am, God loves me now. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. we can really get that in the moments of our deepest sin and regret. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That that resonates with
2: so many Samson guys that we talk to. Yeah. If I fail and I'm honest, that's an invitation for other men and ultimately to learn to believe that God also has said this through the gospel. Yes. Mm -hmm. If I can be honest in that moment, it's an invitation to be loved. So my moments that I feel so fucking stupid is saying, Hey, will you still love me? Mm -hmm. And Nate'll still love me. Yeah. Guys in my groups will still love me. Mm -hmm. That is the invitation, which is actually bigger sometimes than performing perfectly. Actually, it's yeah. bigger most of the time than performing perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Because now I can trust Jesus more. Mm-hmm. If I can trust Nate more, maybe I can trust Jesus
1: more. Mm. Performing perfectly adds pressure for me. Kind of <laughs> like trying to keep a hitting streak going, you know, and now everybody's yeah. watching and how many consecutive games are you still managed to get on base? <laughs> you know, that's... Ah!
0: So Uh, what that does in your brain is it fuels the very trauma responses that intensify arousal. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, because that pressure will build up into tension and Uh it could be the tension to, man, I have to win or I can't lose again. And that pressure needs a release. Yeah. 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 Mm. So by resisting our temptations Mm -hmm. without urge surfing, inadvertently, we actually feed them and make them stronger. You know, you don't just feed the old pathway by acting out. You also feed it by constantly focusing on trying to stay away from it. That's also mm-hmm. feeding the old pathway. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It does. It does, yeah. So, we need a different approach based on love, kindness, compassion, acceptance, and really mm-hmm. understanding the roots of yeah where this is all coming from and we
1: usually need uh, uh you know the inside of uh, an outsider somebody a friend who we allow to get to know us <laughs> yeah. who can see the parts of our life that we can't see because we're inside it the person who will ask the question we tend to avoid remember the thing we tend to forget and notice a yeah. pattern we just haven't seen
2: yeah yeah and and i'm i'm Okay, so when you guys are talking about this, I'm, um, was at Acts 10. I was just trying to look it up to see Peter's asleep on the roof. That's, that's Acts 10, right? Cornelius, the whole thing. You're so, asking the wrong guy. I know okay. it's in there. Oh, oh, all right, okay. so, so I, I, you can look it up, people, whatever. Okay. If I'm off by a chapter or two, whatever, it's been a long time. But Peter's up on the roof, God gives him a vision, lowers down a net full of unclean things and says, eat, right? So this mm-hmm. is God saying, eat. And Peter's response to him, which I love, because the Bible's full of this phrase, Lord, no. Moses said it, like everybody's saying it, Lord, <laughs> Master, Adonai, That's right. no, no. It's, That's it's, right. di- it's a direct contradiction. <laughs>
0: And, right, right, and right.
2: if if I remember Peter's reason was, Lord, master, no, because I have a perfect record. I've never oh. eaten any of these unclean things. Mm-hmm. And, and it was God being like, yeah. oh, oh no, I need to break you of this idea of a perfect record. Mm-hmm. But the next part was he was sent to Cornelius, a Gentile, mm-hmm. that he could not be fully Peter if he didn't get screwed up in his mind of the goal is perfection mm-hmm. and man when we get into recovery and think the goal is perfection we miss all of the important steps where god's like no seriously you you totally screwing up your perfect record is going to be beautiful and mm-hmm. what do we do with that in the evangelical industrial church complex?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we sell moralism and we sell this aspirational perfectionism, which creates so much shame and despair and takes us away from the beauty of the gospel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where, yeah. where God's like, just
2: admit, you just said, Lord, no. And maybe you'll <laughs> find out. <laughs> that there's beauty on the other side.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh well, man, I, I have a feeling we could talk all night, but I, I'm I'm watching the meter here, and we're kind of we're kind of pushing the envelope. Uh, Drew, so thank Drew, you so much. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Aaron. How go.
2: how do how do people get to find the upcoming online stuff? Like, because mm-hmm. Nate's gonna be there, so our listeners might want to find out what he has to say as well as the rest of the people you talked
0: about, how do they get Mm -hmm. to that? Go to thepornfreeman.com. Join us. The Porn Free Man? Is it the? the Thepornfreeman.com. Register. It's totally free. This is for men only. Women can watch the replays later. And it's more than just information. We're creating Mm -hmm. space for transformation, for experiences together. Because... We don't want to just talk and engage with our heads. We want to engage with our hearts, our bodies, our relationships. That's the kind of work we're going to do. It's going to be an amazing way to start 2024.
2: Man, that's for all the people that are thinking, what do I do with my New Year's resolution? (laughs) I feel like this is like an amazing. Okay, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna go to that, and my resolution is to be present and make no promises, mm-hmm. just to show up, yeah, and be right. present.
0: That'd be amazing. And you don't have to do it perfectly.
2: There you <laughs> right? go. Oh, that's yeah. the
0: best New Year's resolution
2: ever. Nobody offers yeah. that. Everybody, <laughs> Drew's offering non perfection New Year's <laughs> resolutions. That's amazing. Well. I, I I want us to just wrap this up so that, uh, Drew, you're a part of this at the end. So, Nate, let's go through our usual rigmarole. Oh, you're going to integrate? We're
1: going to do the let's close? Yeah, We're gonna...
2: yeah, I think I want Drew okay. to be a part of this. But, okay. listeners, right. if you have questions, thoughts, all of that, send it to Podcast at gmail.com. And, Nate, the
1: rest is yours. Yeah, if there's anything you don't like, Write to thepornfreeman.com dot <laughs> <No,
0: no.
1: laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Hey Drew, it's been so great uh, having this conversation, and look forward uh, that's going to be a great conference. And I hope that uh, all our listeners will mark out that weekend and come to the conference. Thanks well, for being that's a part of it for this episode of the Pirate Monk Podcast. Until next time, I'm Nate. I'm Aaron.